This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Well, we've talked uh, quite a bit about the uh, opioid crisis on this program. We've also talked about people who rely on prescription drugs to deal with chronic pain and concerns that have been raised in the past about the prescriptions being cut back or being reduced in light of the ongoing opioid crisis. Well, Alan Glaser is a pharmacist and he's joining us on the line now to talk a little bit more about this. Alan, thank you so much for being with us this morning. You're welcome. Good morning. Uh, what are you seeing or hearing from patients when it comes to uh, patients that are prescribed uh, opioids and different drugs and maybe now we're having difficulties getting them? Well, since the uh, crackdown on, on opioid prescribing by physicians, and that's what's really happening, the, the college's physicians and surgeons are going along with this whole government uh, incentive to decrease opioid prescribing. In uh, B.C. and probably the rest of Canada, we're all, every pharmacy is connected to uh, Pharmanet, which is the, uh, the government computer that uh, every prescription is registered with. So it's now easy for uh, the administration of the, of the college to uh, ask doctors uh, and they observe their prescribing habits. And then they send them out paperwork to fill out uh, to say why this particular patient's using the, uh, you know, why are they getting the opioid. On that basis now, uh, just the other day, uh, one of my clients came in uh, he personally been cut down by, by like twenty five percent from his past dose to control his you know, chronic back pain. They have legitimate reasons, but he's a, a retired individual, a senior, and he says when they when he talks to other people uh, who are in the same boat, some of these seniors are ending up having to buy street drugs to control their pain, uh, whether they're fentanyl or oxycodone. Don't know, but. That was really shocking for me to hear that, um, you know, physicians can't help their individual patients anymore from the sounds of it because of uh, the bureaucracy. And uh, not exactly uh, the outcome we're looking for. The idea is to, to, to prevent, I suppose, addiction or becoming addicted to a certain level, but not to then go and find your own solution to this. Well, this is it. It's gone so far in the other direction um, I don't blame uh, physicians. From, if, they're, if every decision they make about an opioid will be questioned, then who wants the, the extra administrative burden of taking time to reply to an inquiry about every time they write a prescription? I know, again, from you know, talking to other patients, that there are some docs who have a, a practice that says right on the front door or uh, you know, at the front desk, no narcotics prescribed here. And many pharmacies uh, also don't even carry narcotics because of the the theft uh, problem. So this uh, war on opioids is really making many other people suffer. Uh, What are people doing then? Or are there alternatives to uh, opioids? Because one of the arguments is that that people, we have become um, far too... uh, well, addicted for lack of a better word, but but far too quick to go that route rather than looking for perhaps another treatment option. There are quite a number of different treatment options. Um, and that's, uh, you know, there's things, for example, TENS machines. People have heard that, you know, uh, called transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulation where you literally block the pain sensation from coming into your brain. Many times that can help. 
uh, most interesting one that's going to be legal in Canada. Well, it's legal right now. There is prescription uh, CBD, which is cannabinoids, which is in an oil form for marijuana. Now, it's legal in Canada right now to get a prescription from your doctor. But you, unlike, uh, hopefully in the future, where you, every pharmacy would be carrying this oil and it would be on prescription, that works in 40 to 50% of the pain cases. And there's no, it's not a, a drug of abuse right now. Right, because there can be confusion with that too, thinking that, that a CBD oil is something that also gets you into a, to a, a high state. But that's not the case, is it? No, you, if manufacturers are able to take out the THC, that's the active ingredient that'll, uh, you know, confuse you. Uh, so you didn't get high. So the part that's going to get high, that's totally been removed. The part that has uh, the ability to control your pain is still in there, and it's a pure product. Unlike the uh, dispensaries that are around, they're basically pharmaceutical companies that make oil, make the CBD oil that can help your pain. Uh, and if it, but if it doesn't work, if some of the uh, the alternative ways of looking at pain don't work, is there an argument to be made that there are, there are certain people with with pain, with chronic pain conditions, where opioids are the only thing, or narcotics are the only thing that will help them? Yes, I've seen that in my practice, and I, I work with uh, physicians in nursing homes and near end of life. That's just the standard of care. Why would you leave someone in chronic pain in their dying days? But aren't aren't nursing homes aren't, aren't scenarios like that a, a bit or uh, treated differently? Aren't they? In that you're not really concerned if it's an end of life situation. We're not concerned at that point that somebody's going to develop uh, an addiction. No. So in nursing in the nursing home situations, there's there is no controls like that. The patient needs it. The physician can write it. There's there's no problems. But it's it's having you know people who are younger who still have. Um, we want to get out and do things and are uh, crippled by the, uh, the amount of pain in their, you know, for example, in their joints. People with osteoarthritis where you have bone on bone and uh, if they're waiting for, uh, you know, surgery, etc. cetera, uh, even then some of them are being denied um, opioids just because of this crackdown. Uh, and the college uh, will say, and we've talked to the college about this before, that this is a way of, of controlling it and making sure we're not over-prescribing. But do you think it's gone too far? Yes. Again, from my patient feedback, uh, I think it's gone way too far. You know, when, when someone that I've known for years and, and seen, you know, work with them to help uh, control their pain is being you know, cut back or even denied medication, um, I think the system's gone too far. The doctors are playing, you know, have to play defensive medicine. If you, they're not being paid to uh, uh, write a letter in reply to every opioid prescription they prescribe. So their choice is not to prescribe. That's what it sounds like to me. What would you like to see happen to change this? Well, I think that, uh, you know, it, it comes down to what the College of Physicians and Surgeons is doing and uh, maybe give even clearer guidelines of what can be used and what can't be used. Because right now, uh, because they can look on PharmaNet, which has, uh, and they have that right to do that, and see what every doctor has prescribed, they just search for opioid prescriptions and it comes up. 
it's a really good question. Should they be questioning the doctor's every prescription? Personally, I, I don't think so. The, the doctors don't, no longer have that freedom to make a decision between them and their patient about their level of pain. All right. Well, Ellen, we're out of time. We'll have to leave it there, but I know we will uh, continue having this conversation. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.